Baby Bed Podcast with Sunday Pro. Baby, check it out. Hello boys and girls, welcome back to another episode. Uh it's another week. It's another episode of the Baby Bed Podcast. Uh it's been an interesting couple of weeks um since um things have been going on. I um recently went for a friend's wedding in Bangkok. Mr. Sanjay Manathala's um, nuptials in the grand uh, haven of the Thais. The city was lovely. I've never been to Bangkok, interestingly. I've always kind of transited through their airport and been once to one of the islands, Koh Samui, but never really spent a significant amount of time in the Cock of Bangs or the Bank of Cocks. But it's interesting, past uh, week especially been a bit um, tumultuous because I did wrap up my show on Indigo 91.9, the show called The Drive, that came to an end after close to 15, 16 months. So kind of opened up a lot of space in my evenings. Um, and it's weird because when I was going to work, every day was, ah, traffic, I hate the entire organized structure of unemployment. And now I'm just like, hey, what do I do? Kind of just sitting around, staring at the ceiling. Even my dog's like, dude, uh, don't you have to kind of fucking earn money for me? I need, uh, you know, certain demands met. I need my good dog food. I need my boneless chicken. I need my vegetables, my oil, my turmeric and all cooked together with a lovely bisibede broth. And I want to eat that. So she's kind of a bit worried, like my parents. Like, what is he going to do? My God, he doesn't have full-time employment. I think everyone just stresses, I'm okay. I'm actually a little kind of grasping at straws just to figure out how to fill my day. And uh, what tends to happen in a situation like this is that you kind of over uh kind of over project your schedule like you kind of put too many things in there so you're like okay i'm going to work out three times a week i'm going to do group classes the other three days i'm going to go for a swim i'm going to go to the driving range i'm going to meditate i'm going to be aware of my surroundings i'm actually going to get work done podcasting writing stand up pieces and uh, doing way more than i'll actually end up doing so i think um what i've sort of settled for myself now is just one thought a day and get that so today's thought was the podcast and uh, yes it's coming out before it comes out um i have no clue what i said but uh yeah let's talk about destination weddings because sanjay's was the most recent which i went for and uh, strangely enough the reason why i want to talk about it is not just because it was a destination wedding and it was a close friends wedding it also was because it was one of the first weddings if not the first wedding where i didn't drink So I've been trying to get off booze uh for various reasons kind of for peace of mind to kind of get my life on track and you know to make people around me a little bit more happy and less worried. So um trying to get off it been on and off the bandwagon. I quit for 2 months back in October then uh, I fell off that for December then I kind of went off on uh, a week and then I came back on with the vengeance. But most recently uh the whole week when I was at Sanjay's wedding I didn't um consume the beverages and it's very interesting because the destination weddings are one of these things where they come with multiple expectations right people first of all are looking at it going whoa man this guy's really like got it down and the other thing is the preparation and i think the main reason why someone does it like like i got uh, married in sri lanka and the reason why we did it was because we can control the brahmin crowd because between my wife's family and my family uh, it, it's it's large numbers it's it's very very large numbers it's just random people going oh i knew your granddad in 1500 bc i'm like oh, i don't give a fuck who you knew back then but you ain't coming in for my wedding so what you kind of do then is you tell everyone it's in sri lanka and you're like yeah but you know we'll cover everything except your flights and accommodation they're like no no we knew your grandfather but not that well so we will just stay here our wishes with you bon voyage and you're like fuck yeah awesome 
so we just shredded the list down from like thousand to like um 125 130 so it was good in uh, that way we really had only the people who we wanted and who wanted to be with us at our wedding and it was similar at this particular one but um i don't talk about their point of view i want to talk about my point of view because when i went this time i was a little kind of you know antsy about how will i deal with four ceremonies a mehndi a sangeet um an afternoon brunch and a reception and a wedding without you know drinking or more importantly getting smashed because i noticed most of the weddings i went for because after mine there were about 3 4 over the course of 2015 16 and 17 and all of them are just a blur because i literally landed in the various hotels in the various countries and they were you know organizing our transport on a bus and the bus had beers and the beers led to cocktails and the cocktails led to some whiskey and then the whiskey led to the bed and it was pretty much that cycle and um didn't really care about it and i realized that you know you have to go for various reasons because you're fond of the friend the bride the groom and such is a very dear friend that's why even though i wasn't drinking i was like you know what i got to be there and uh, i actually viewed a wedding from a sober point of view and um, that's when i realized that i used to get drunk because most people uh, like my wife really looks at the decor or she looks at the the arrangement the flowers and uh, some other people you know look at the dresses and the jewelry some other people really enjoy the ceremony some other people really enjoy the music the performances and some people enjoy dancing and i don't really enjoy any of this in fact my highlight besides the fact that i was there for the ceremony and i was um you know there for him was chilling in the hotel room because i oh, i can sleep get my own massive single bed and my wife had her own single bed it was kind of a beautiful arrangement and um I really enjoyed that but uh going for the ceremonies themselves were yeah because a lot of us were there so it was fun but I was just trying to analyze it from my selfish kind of point of view because I was like eh, I'm not drinking it's so fucking boring but it was actually uh, tolerable and it was fun because everyone around me was getting absolutely blistered right it was really really good to see and um they would get smashed they would drink until like 7 in the morning and then i'd wake up fresh at 9 or 9:30 and everyone's like oh last night dude and i was like yeah isn't it beautiful to take in the beautiful humidity and the lovely air in the tropical region of thailand and they're like fuck you dude can you stop it and it was fun being in that situation but i don't really enjoy large get togethers and i think that's another reason why i used to just sort of get blitzed and kind of not remember any of it because i used to kind of create a situation in my head where i'm having my own little party and that was capable uh, possible with alcohol so alcohol gave me that little realm of my own lovely party but that wasn't there this time uh, i was actually uh, an observer i sat through all the ceremonies i was sober for all of them and it was actually interesting it was actually a nice uh, takeaway and uh, you kind of observe a lot of things when you are are sober at these things right cuz i've realized i used to be the guy um even when i was single and now married the hopeless drunk just gets absolutely shit faced and then doesn't remember what he said to whom he said what uh, he he kind of offended and next morning it's kind of like come sorry did i say anything i might i regret if i offended you i i'm so sorry then i realized every wedding has these people who are the fake drinkers right they'll have a shot with you they'll pretend that they're getting smashed but when you're not looking they kind of keep replacing their drinks with like non-alcoholic things like sodas or fresh limes uh, so it looks like it's an alcoholic drink but they just kind of getting away with it and they make sure that you drink 10 shots but for every 10 they have one of theirs so end of the night you're falling all over the place which would be me and they're just like oh my god you can't you can't really hold your alcohol oh my god something we really need to get a grip because you know what be a good drinker don't be a 
uncontrolled alcoholic. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And I found your little trick, you wankers. So yes, they do that. Be aware of these people and beware these people because especially if you're a single guy you know when you go for destination weddings the idea is to get fucking laid and the courting ritual begins the mating dance does go on because you make eye contact the person on the dance floor is looking at you I could, I can't make eye contact but I know people do this shit and they kind of give the little the pelvic jibe the, the thrust and the guy's like ooh I like that and then he goes towards her and then she turns her back when she goes to another guy similar thing happened this wedding there were about every uh, there were about a few hot girls but for every hot girl about 100 hot not hot guys just really really sweaty guys who wanted to get in the bed or in their in their in their lungas in their lingas and uh, it was just hilarious because they always be like oh man she's hot i'm gonna go over there end of the night five of them walking back together and the one guy who was drinking soda and doing a shot every so often would go back with the girl and these guys just absolutely blitz going ah i hate my life and you yeah, share these people do that the hopeless drunks always go back early because you guys don't know how to play the game and i was you but anyway i'm mad so i don't need to play the game anymore but these sly fakers are ones to watch out for. They're there in men and women. And uh, men more so, I can understand because I'm a guy. I kind of understand the thinking of us guys. Women play it very differently. They do shots. But women just drink to get drunk. Guys, I know, are proper drinkers. We take it up as a project and we get fucking smashed because that's a goal that's the kind of idea for the night women are more like oh I like my pink yellow drinks having said that I know some serious drinkers in the women community good for you and uh the problem is the courting ritual. Uh, there's there's no way of understanding how this thing works because I think women project a certain idea of what they expect and uh, men p- believe into that and they're like, okay, I know what to do, man. I'm a player. I'm a player. You're, none of us are players. In fact, for every hundred of us who think we're players, there's only one sly guy who tries to remain sober. He makes you guys do all the hard work. He kind of breaks down her defense and then he slips in at the end at 4 a.m. when all of you are fucking smashed be like yeah so I was telling you uh, I kind of really enjoy the aspect of having sober sober conversations with women and look at these drunk guys just like being lecherous and pervy I'll show you a lovely tour of the city and as he's saying that she's already like fuck there's so many guys of it on me I'm sick of this so I'll just go back with the the most the the, the most eh, how do you put it the, the closest thing to not shittiness the, the the least sleazy one and that's what happens uh, I wouldn't say you snooze you lose but it's gonna be booze you uh, get the lose ones. <laughs> that happens. Oh man, because for every uh, guy or every hundred or ten guys, I don't keep quiet, I'm going hundred, but for every ten guys who are horny, sweaty, slobs, there are always these three fat chicks at these weddings and they'll give it up for anyone, right? Because I realize you have the single people trying to get laid, then you have the happily married people who are trying to judge, and then you have the people who've lost all hope in marriage. They've been married for 40 years. It was arranged at the age of 18. She went to his house and he's like, I'm a businessman she's like I have no fucking rights in this family now 40 years have gone by she's independent and she's like you know I fucking hate my husband he's a slob he was a slob back then now he just does his own thing he goes for these dirty massages I'm going to actually go hit and prowl for young men who are unwary so they do this so many of these aunties were just looking can I have a light please and they're just like making eye contact with other guys and I was like ooh this is how the game is played old aunties on the prowl and I like that because you know what there's no age which is too late if you are young, if you are old, if you are happy, if you are sad, if you're single, just go ahead and play the game. So it was fun. I enjoyed the destination wedding and I would like to wish my friend Mr. Sanjay Manakthala a lot of success and many years of happiness with his beautiful wife. 
Mrs. Chinky Patel Manotala. I don't know if they've changed names. But uh, yeah, I think I had a great time. My wife and I enjoyed a lot of uh, food. Uh, good food, Indian food, but also good Thai food. Is it Thai or Thai? I don't know. I say Thai, but I'm South Indian. So could be uh, Thai if you are the person who can pronounce it right. Let me know in the comment section. Thailand, Thailand, who knows? But yeah, that's another thing for another day where creepy men go for massages because we Indians, especially past 40, have a terrible reputation in Thailand. I think um, I tried changing it because I was going everywhere with my wife and we were trying to get a decent massage, which, by the way, finding a decent massage parlor in Thailand is um, practically impossible because the dodgier it is, the easier to find. And you can't do certain things like you can't watch porn in Thailand because that's like going to Auschwitz and watching a World War II documentary. It just doesn't make sense because it's just <laughs> I, I wrote that line. I was very proud of it. But um, yeah, if you've been to Thailand, let me know what your experience was. And especially if you're a person who frequently attends destination weddings, you know who you are because you have like 10 different wedding outfits and you always have a, you always have a suitcase packed and you're always the person at the bar drinking sodas but making other people drink shots. So from the bottom of my heart to all us genuine drinkers, fuck you. All right. See you later next week on the Baby Bed Podcast. I've been Sandy Brown. Bye. The Baby Bed Podcast every Wednesday. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.